0: You are listening to a sermon from Mission Point St. John. We hope this message encourages a deeper connection between you and Jesus, our Savior. And here we are in the house of the Lord this morning, and uh, God, is, God is so great, and I'm so glad to see you in God's house. And um, and we got, we got new, new people with us this morning. We're so thankful. We welcome all of our guests with us today. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord. And uh, God is so, so wonderful. Amen. Uh, if you have your Bibles, turn with me, if you would. 1 Peter chapter 4. 1 Peter chapter 4, and um, we're going to read from verse 17. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? Peter's asking a question. If judgment starts here... What's it going to be like for those who don't obey the gospel? And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God. Must be a misprint there. Does that seem to make sense to you? Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. I simply just wanted to speak to you this morning about being committed, being committed. Uh, There's plenty of examples of people throughout the whole Bible, but uh, just just to focus a little bit on the New Testament and people that were committed to the Lord in the New Testament. You see, you see that in the lives of the disciples uh, who left their vocations and followed the Lord at a simple command. You can, it's hard for us to even fathom that that would take place, that people would just quit their jobs on the spur of the moment and follow the Lord upon one command of follow me. John the Baptist was committed to be the forerunner. He was ridiculed and looked down upon. He was even to the point where he was beheaded. But he was committed, committed to be the forerunner of Jesus Christ. The centurion's faith, you can see commitment, the woman with the issue of blood. The woman who kept coming to the judge and because of her persistence, her her request was granted. You see commitment. Nicodemus, the woman at the well. Peter walking on the water. Can you imagine the commitment that he took in that moment? Yes, we could focus on that he began to sink. The commitment to get out of the boat. I mean, I can't even imagine. Imagine. Can't imagine at all doing such a thing. The healing of the blind man from birth when he, he refused to stop calling out on Jesus. He was committed to get through and for something to change in his life. Mary anointing the feet of Jesus. Her commitment of, of up to a year's salary to say, you know what, I'm just, I'm just going to commit it to him. He's everything to me. And then you look at the life of Jesus while He's in the Garden of Gethsemane. And if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. The absolute demonstration of commitment. Jesus is before Pilate. He could have defended Himself. He could have... all kinds of things said all kinds of things he could have he could have taken care of the situation in just a moment but he was committed committed to you and I a commitment that took him to the cross there must have been another way there must have been another solution this can be done some other way no he was committed to the cross that our sins were nailed nailed to the cross He allowed His own creation to put Him in a tomb. To take His body down from that cross and put Him in a tomb. His own creation. The commitment uh, of not staying there. The commitment of resurrecting so that you and I could have life uh, and life more abundantly. The commitment uh, that you see through Scripture. It's incredible throughout the word of god and that's just a little a little glimpse at commitments in the new testament but paul or peter excuse me is writing that there will be a time of judgment and it must begin he said at the house of god that their trials were now at hand you see in verse 17 and 18 that they should Stand prepared accordingly to those trials. And the trials are not unique to just those who do not serve the Lord, but trials are also to those who do serve God. See, the usual method of providence has been this. When God brings great calamities and and judgment upon the whole nations, he actually usually begins with his own people making sure that the seriousness, the sincereness, or what we are speaking about this morning, commitment, is there, first of all, with those who claim to be, to be their, His children, and for Him to be their God, and for to be Lord of their lives. Uh, there's a commitment level that's more than just words. And so such a time of universal calamity is now at hand, which was foretold by by the Lord in Matthew 24. And and these things are and will come to pass. And so we have some considerations to make. We have some supports to rely on. We have some some decisions to be at hand. These judgments that begin at the house of God and, and with God's family will they, they will be over. They will soon be over. Can I hear an amen this morning? This too shall pass. The trials and the corrections and the and the and the tribulations won't last forever. They're just for a period of time, and and your troubles and uh, will be but light and short in comparison to those. Who are of this world who do not and have not obeyed the gospel of Jesus Christ. What we we are part of and what we have happened in our lives are just a, a small segment in comparison to what eternal damnation and eternal judgment will be. We still believe in a real hell. We still believe in eternal hell. That's biblical. And so, with that in mind, we understand that anything that you and I would ever face here is, is nothing in comparison to someone who says, I refuse to follow God. I refuse uh, to obey the gospel. I refuse to acknowledge uh, that He is uh, the Almighty. Something uh, uh, will be even so much greater than what you or I would ever face here on this earth. So what shall be the end of those who obey not the gospel of God? first judgment begins at the house of God God is interested in his people being 100 percent committed he desires for you and I to be fully sold out to him our lives to be committed to him in every capacity where he is the absolute center Of our thoughts, our being, our decisions, our jobs, our homes, our families, our finance. Where he's absolutely in the center of everything we do. That begins here. It's impossible for the church to judge those outside the church. Judgment is not for us to do. And when God brings on judgment, he starts... With his own people. Are we who we say we are? Are we living the way we say we live? Are we acting the way we, we uh, uh, think, or cause people to think that we are? So first of all, judgment begins here. Secondly, those who are the family of God have their worst things in this life here. The worst condition as a child of God, that you will ever have, is here. Just think about that for a moment. The, the most terrible thing that will ever happen in your life, as a child of God, will be while you live on this earth. That's it. You say, well, you know, it's been fairly bad, Pastor. It's, it's nothing in comparison if you don't know the Lord. This will be the worst, and it soon will be over. Thirdly, persons or societies of, of people who disobey the gospel of God are, and are not of the church, not of the household of God, though possibly they may make the loudest uh, pretensions. Uh, the apostle uh, distinguishes the disobedient from the house of God, and there is. there is a distinction. Not everybody is saved. Something grips our heart. Even when we make such a statement. Oh God. Let your mercy be extended. And let your grace that is sufficient be known. God let everybody have an opportunity. God to make a decision to follow you. The sufferings of good people. In this life are just a demonstration of the unspeakable torment that are coming upon the disobedient and the unbelieving what the end of those days will be for those who have not obeyed the gospel we cannot even express the dread that will come to the end can't even comprehend how terrible it will be for those who do not know the Lord you say pastor is it is it that you need to paint such a terrible picture yes it's absolutely Absolutely important that everybody knows that this, this is just a drop in the bucket for those who do not know the Lord. There is a more terrible time and a more terrible day. But for the child of God, hallelujah, it won't get any worse than what will be faced on this earth. Allow something to grip your spirit this morning about your commitment commitment Peter said "Suffer according to the will of God the will of God a man suffers a woman suffers according to the will of God God who suffers for righteousness sake that is that we endure the kinds of sufferings that you and I face the providence that he his sovereignness that he allows to take place in our lives Uh, just for us to see, just for us to see uh, that this is just, uh, just a tip of the iceberg uh, of what you are avoiding. Sometimes we look at the things that we face as such, such heavy loads to bear. And this is, this is not what I, I deserve. And this is not what I want to face. And this is not what I want to deal with in life. And and we can look at it from that perspective, but you can also look at it from the perspective this morning. This uh, is just a tip uh, of what you are avoiding. Eternity is forever. Eternity is eternal. And what you and I get to experience here allows us to see what We can avoid by not being in the presence of God. I don't know about you, but I have no desire other than to be in His presence. So Peter states, he states it clearly. He states three things in this verse that I, verses that I have read to to you. Number one, commit the keeping of your soul. The keeping of your soul. That's the place there well, that lies are confidently in His hand, uh, who He's our Creator. He will also be our Preserver and He will keep you and I safe. Uh, uh, in, in His trust, God has, has always been faithful and he will always fulfill his promises and he will withhold no good thing from them that walk uprightly but you and I commit to keeping of our souls to him even though there's danger around us and even though there's uncertainty around us and even though there's unknowns in this world we can say you know what I've got a faithful God that keeps his promises and I can walk uprightly before him I'm committing every interest of mine to him I'm giving it all to him I'm allowing myself to be sold out to Jesus Christ the word souls is equivalent to themselves they were to leave everything in his hand faithfully performing every duty not being anxious for what the results would be I don't know how everything's going to work out. I don't know how everything's going to turn out. I don't know how everything's going to happen in my life. But I've made one very important decision. And that is I've committed myself to Him no matter what takes place. No matter what happens in this world. No matter what happens in my life. I've got my eye on something much greater than this world. Much greater than what I would face in this world. I've got my eye on Jesus. I'm committed to Him. I'm going to give everything to Him. Everything to Him. My energy, my time, my talent, my temple, my everything, I'm going to give it to Him. I'm committing my soul to Him. Psalm 37 and 5 says, commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. There's, um, there's, there's things that happen in ordinary lives, of commitment people are committed to their work that's good you should be people are committed to paying their payments you sign the line you make a commitment it's wise to do that to follow through in that commitment when you stand across from your spouse and you say, I will and I do, you make a commitment. These are commitments. You make commitments to your health. You know what? I'm going to try to exercise. I'm going to try to eat properly. Guess what? You make a commitment. Make it now. Don't make it January 1st. You'll break those ones. Do it now. Make a commitment. I'm going to make a commitment to to being a wise steward. These are are commitments we make. We make commitments all the time in everyday life. And those things are all important. They are. They're all important. But none of them, absolutely none of them compares to the possibility of a commitment that someone would make in this service today. A commitment where they say, I'm going to give My soul, my heart, my life, my future. I'm going to give everything to Jesus. That whatever He desires to do in my life, I'm committing the keeping of my soul to Him. When you're at the end of your journey, and your life is ending, you can hold your head, you can hold your head high at your commitments that you made in life and how valuable those commitments are. And we all have them. There's principles that we live by. There's principles that we stand for. All kinds of things. Those are, those are commitments that you made. You decided to make along the journey. Maybe things that you learned in your upbringing. Maybe things that you learned uh, from elders in your life. Maybe things that you learned by by studying or reading His Word. Or whatever the case is, you've you've come up with it. And you stand for commitments. uh, And all those things will be important uh, at the end of your day. But nothing... Hear me this morning. Nothing will compare to the commitment of when you take your last breath. Hallelujah. That you know without a doubt that you committed your heart to an almighty God. Hallelujah. That has allowed you to spend eternity with Him. Nothing will compare to the peace of the commitment that you make of giving your life to Jesus and allowing Him to be the keeper of your soul. Nothing will compare to that commitment. They can write all the most beautiful things about you. They can say all the most beautiful things that they desire to say about you. And all those things, the Bible does say, a good name is rather to be chosen than great riches. It's good to have a good reputation. It's good to live by integrity. It's good to have all of those things in your life. But nothing this morning will compare to you entering into the joy of the Lord and the statement being stated well done thou good and faithful servant the simplicity of being committed to him the second thing that peter states the keeper of your soul he basically makes it very clear and he just says to him to him See, you can commit your life your soul to a lot of things I've already given you the positives of work and life and family and finance. Those are all good. But your greatest commitment is not to them. I love my wife with all my heart, but my greatest commitment is not to her. My greatest commitment is to the Lord. And because my greatest commitment is to her through the Lord, that I gave my commitment first. God, I'm giving my life to you. And he placed an incredible woman in my life. So, number one, you're committed to him. See, the apostle recommends, he recommends fervent charity, unfeigned life and love to God. It is well said that, that grace is a universal virtue that, that, that accompanies people who, no matter where they come from, what. What race, what language, what country, what, what nationality, none of those things determine grace. Grace is universal. And so everybody, everybody that's sitting here, everybody that's watching online or listening this morning, everybody is able to commit to Him. Yeah. A charity which Jesus Christ is the pattern for. And He never faileth. See, the difficulty of of escaping the corruption that is in the world, that's great. And there's consequences to us losing our soul and and not committing to the right thing. It's, it's, it's It's a terrible thing that would happen in someone's life where they wouldn't know that they are saved. But for the child of God who's committed their life to Jesus, to Him, there's a peace in your heart. There's a a sense of security in your mind. There's there's a laying down your head at night without anxiousness or or stress or worry of whether you're waking in the morning or not. It's about going about your day. You don't know for sure when Jesus is coming, but you know you're ready. Let me tell you, that's a life that is committed to, to Him. Yes, you go about your day. You're fulfilling the duty of your day. You're doing your best at work and supporting your family and living your life to the fullest. Let me tell you those things are wonderful. But when there's a peace in your heart that you know where you're going. You can talk to anybody, anybody that's lost a loved one. And when somebody that knows God goes into eternity, there's a whole different level, amen, of knowing for sure that you're going to be with Him. That's a life that's committed to Him. And let me tell you, you're challenged every day, church, everybody. Judgment begins here first. Everybody in the house of the Lord is challenged uh, every day for your commitment to change. Well, you know, I need some personal time. I'm going to get away. I'm going to get away. I know church is on Sunday, but I'm just going to escape. I'm going to do whatever... Pleases me. Prayer hasn't been a focus lately, but I know how to pray when I need to. Studying His Word is, I've kind of got a lot of things on the go right now. When I get more time, I'll do that. I'll do that better. And all of a sudden, our commitment changes. Our commitment to, to Him changes. And because our commitment to Him changes, then everything else that's important in our life deteriorates. Our walk with God, our watchfulness, our prayer life, our faith, our obedience to God, our family, our relatives, the ones that are around us, the, the necessity to witness. The, the all, everything else deteriorates when our commitment to Him is challenged. You look at a person who's fully committed to God, and everything will balance around him. There's a lot of important stuff in life. I mean, it's important for some people in the morning to get coffee. Nothing wrong with coffee. Some people, it's very important. Some people you don't want to know or talk to them before they have one. They're committed to having a coffee. But long before that coffee, there was a commitment. They said, I've got to spend time in God's presence. I've got to spend time in his word. I've got to spend time talking to him. I've got to spend time because I'm committed to him first. I'm committed to him first. Uh. Lastly, third thing that Peter says That we are to commit the keeping of our souls to him Notice now, in well doing In well doing They had no reason to hope that they would care for their lives and souls Unless they continued to do it in well doing He who is employed in God's work will will have God's protection The path of duty that God has for you will be safe if you do it in well doing, constantly doing good, seeking to perform every duty in a proper manner and, and doing things that is right and, and, and following the voice of God and the word of God and say, listen, God, everything that I do, I'm committed to you, but would you help me do it to the best of my ability? No matter what you're doing in life, you're a teacher, you're a doctor, you You work in in the system in whatever capacity. You're an entrepreneur. You work as a farmer. You're a woodsman. It doesn't matter what you do. God, help me to do it in well doing. See, the world suggests many ways to be committed, and not all of them are bad. There's lots of good things that are suggested. I read an article that says, The top five things to be committed. This is what it said. Be persistent. That's good. Nothing wrong with that. Hang out with the right people. That's a wise choice. Do the work. Be self-aware. Learn constantly. I mean, those are all good things. All good things. I went, I read a second article. This is how the second article started. Believe in yourself. Well, there's a, there's a line there. Obviously, you want to have an understanding that God has blessed you and God has, has allowed you to be who you are and where you are and do what you do. But it's more than just believing in yourself. you got something greater to believe in. It said take massive action every day. That's good. Being adaptive and learning continually. Willingness to lose some sleep and say no. Hmm. Not doing unethical or immoral stuff. Maintain proper work life balance. Never give up. These are wonderful articles, wonderful things that people can do in their lives. But there's a big distinction between contribution and commitment. And we have to know the difference between contributing, working hard, or being committed to never giving up. There's a big difference. I'll I'll just give you a simple illustration by John Mac Carter. And he takes the matter of bacon and eggs. The chicken makes a contribution. The pig makes a commitment. There's a big difference between a contribution or a commitment. God, I don't want my life just to contribute. I want my soul, to be 100% committed to you in well-doing. Music come. It is proposed that it takes three, com- three components to make a commitment. There may be a good intention or a good action, but neither or both con- constitute a commitment or or qualify anyone as a committed person it is asserted that there are three components of a commitment number 1 a public statement of intention that is speaking with or writing to to pertinent other people of specifically what you're signing up for and what you fully intend to do if you think of that in a spiritual sense it's more than you you just you know what, uh, that's a nice thing, pastor. That's, that's a good thing you're talking about. No, this is an actual action that you make before God. This is not following a few words of what I would say. No, no, this is a life-changing experience where you say, you know what, God, I'm going to let it be more than just an intention. I'm going to let this be a public a, a, a public recognition of what I'm signing up for God I'm giving you my life number two explicitly into uh, indicating a specific time and date to begin taking the intended action and also a specific time and date to complete the intended action that's what society says all you have to do is spiritualize that what I'm saying to you this morning don't wait Don't let there be a time down the road. No, let it be that you make a decision today, in this house or online. God, I'm going to let this be the day that I make a commitment to you. Let this be the specific time. Let this be the intended day. And thirdly, do the intended. Sign up for actions as promised. To completion fulfill what you decide to do how does this all how is it all relevant to you today well if you're in this house this morning and you've never given your heart to the Lord I'm encouraging you that today is the best day that you could ever start serving God there is no better day it's not when you get this right and that right you'll never do it today is the day you start and commit your life to God and he'll help you do all the rest if it feels like there's parts of your life that have not been as committed as they used to be that happens that happens to people on a regular basis that maybe when they gave their life to God at whatever point of their life there was greater commitment than there is today and so I'm speaking to you as well that it's time to make a, a public statement to yourself and say God I'm recommitting today I'm not, I'm not looking at down the road, I'm not, uh, I'm not promising something uh, in the future God, I'm going to complete uh, the action today and recommit my life to you my soul to you this morning see Peter was Peter was getting across this absolute necessity of commitment all the sufferings that would befall good people they were going to come And they were going to come according to the will of God. But the Christian, the Christian who's committed their life to Him, the keeping of their souls to an everlasting Father, an Almighty God, the greatest decision that you'll ever make. Peter said, commit, commit to Him the keeping of your soul in well-doing. The only way to do that is for you, you individually, you personally. I can't do it for you. If I could do it for people, everyone in this city would be saved. But I can't do it for people. You have to do it. You have to be committed. It's your life. It's your heart. It's your soul. It's your being that God is after this morning. There's a couple things that I have viewed as pastor through the whole pandemic. I've stated it before. I've watched people. I've watched people who weren't Dedicated and fully committed, succumbing to the things of what's happening around them, and and their lives have been shaken, and unfortunately, God is no longer the priority of their life, and I'm saddened, grieved in my heart and my spirit about those who were maybe what we consider on the fence of their walk with God. And some have made a decision that it wasn't important enough. Through whatever reasons, the pandemic has just been an opportunity maybe for some to step away the excuse needed. But on the other hand, I've seen I've seen those who have come through the challenges, the struggles, the tribulation of life, and all the things that have happened in the last year and a half, and I've watched those who have gone to a depth in God that they never were before. Commitment has risen, and a desire to hunger for God is stronger than it's ever been. And the desire deep inside that says, Oh, Pastor, there's something about God and and his, His wonderful presence in my life today that's never been there before. What is the difference? What is the difference? The difference is not the pandemic, the pandemic can't stop anyone from serving God. The difference is not your age. You didn't get older, and that didn't cause you to stop. No, no, that's, none of that stuff's the difference. The difference is commitment. Someone who says, no matter what is happening, I'm going to serve God. I'm going to give God my life. I'm laying everything at His feet. I'm trusting in Him. I'm putting my faith in Him. I'm putting everything at His feet this morning. I'm committing my soul to Him in well-doing, in well-doing. God has put me as the watchman on the wall. I take that seriously. Pray for people, preach to people, weep for people, and cry for people. Wake up in the middle of the night praying for people. Take it very seriously. And all those things, I don't think badly of at all. I actually accept the responsibility with joy. But I can't, I can't make your commitment. So everybody that's watching online this morning, everyone that's listening or in the, in the sanctuary today, your commitment comes down to you. Thank you for joining us today. If you want more information, connect with us on our website at missionpoint.ca. God bless you.